bum 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 This week on basements and lizards, we are creating characters. We're creating characters on basements and lizards. So yeah, Gabe, uh, this week, creating characters. We are indeed. Which, uh, this this is going to be fun. I, I, I love making characters. This is, like, I could just make characters mm-hmm. all day long. <laughs> just futz around. Yeah, I'm pretty sure talking to basically every D&D player, creating characters is almost always, like, almost always the favorite part. Yeah, it, it, it even like even like your forever DMs have like a, a most likely have a list of characters that you know they just sort of pin on their walls like a psychopath and dream about the dream about the days when they will eventually get to play it. Mm-hmm. Which those will, days will never come. Those indie, they will never come. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, we're. We're probably not going to play these characters, but we're gonna we're gonna have a fun time uh, um, figuring out who they are. Uh, I think first, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's roll for what level these characters are. Do you want to roll, or do you want me to roll? Uh, how about you roll this time? I roll all the time. I roll all the time. So we're gonna roll a, a d10, um, getting a nice level, you know, range. I, I we just don't want to <laughs> drive this episode too long. With like a level twenty mm-hmm. character, from a really crazy roll or whatever. Um, yeah. That is a six. Okay, so do you want a level six character, or shall I take the level six? Uh, or are we take, both doing level six? You can take. I don't know. Do you want? Like I said, this is an experiment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, this is an experiment. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, I can take the level six if you want yeah, to roll you, again. Yeah, I'll roll again. You take the level six. I have a level four character. All right. So, so we have our character levels picked, and uh, we are both going to be creating our characters through D and D Beyond, just because it's like a really easy method to do it with. Yep. So, yeah, and it yeah. it it also goes by the way like the their order in the their character builder is the way it's presented in the uh, player's handbook, which makes it easy. So, for in terms of structuring this episode, um, mm-hmm. but for all you uh, newbies to the hobby, first when you're building a a and D character. First thing you're going to want to choose is your character race. Now, there's a bunch of these now with all the expanded books and whatnot, but we're just going to stick with the uh, the main, the core in the the player's handbook, and that 
basically entails... Oh boy, what does it entail? Uh, you have Dwarf, Elf, you got a bunch of other elves, Halfling, Human, what's it? Dragonborn, Gnome, Gnome, Half-Elf, Half-Orc, Half-Orc, and Tiefling. Mm-hmm. So, we're sticking with those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see um, any crazy half Genasi weird, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> stuff. Nothing too crazy yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. So, Gabe, what kind of class, what kind of race are you going to be picking for this one? I am going to be picking an elf. I'm going to be picking a dark elf, otherwise known as the drow, the dark elf of the, uh, the dark elves of the very the dark elves of the underdark okay yeah they're depending on what setting you look at they are um like baseline D, &D they're super metal they're awesome <laughs> like mm -hmm. in like a really sort of gross manner they're like very evil but i i, I like him who doesn't like a dark elf fair enough and uh I think I'm going to be going with a more exotic, uh, more exotic race. I'm going to be playing a dragonborn. Nice. So, uh, shall we just go over what we're getting from the race? Sure. Uh, you want to start with that? Sure. Um, basically, as a drow, you from being an, uh, an elf because drow is a sub race. So from being an elf, you're going to get uh, an ability score, in score increase, which will come into play later. Uh, the dexterity is increasing by two. It also outlines the age. Um, elves, surprise, surprise, live for a long-ass time. <laughs> like, um, it also... 800, 900 years-ish. Yeah, and which I think that, like, varies setting to setting. Like, some people like to do, mm -hmm. like, the Tolkien-esque, like, oh, they just don't die unless they're slain um mm -hmm. uh, but like basically they're just one thing remains constant is they are old as hell um mm -hmm. uh it, it also outlines kind of like what their alignment tends to be uh this is purely a guideline elves like to be more chaotic uh you don't have to you can be a lawful elf it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. um yep. size talks about what um your size range elves are slender with five to six feet tall uh but your size is medium which almost all character races are medium um mm -hmm. uh and your speed base walking speed is 30 feet that's a stable for pretty much all of them uh baseline elves have a dark vision of 60 feet uh and uh they also gain keen senses which means they have proficiency automatically with the perception skill they get Fey Ancestry, ancestry uh, which means that they have advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. Trance, uh, elves don't need to sleep. Instead, they meditate deeply, remaining semi-conscious for four hours a day. Um, uh, while meditating, you, you can dream after, uh, after a fashion. Such dreams are actually mental exercises. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, you, your long rest is four hours instead of eight. Um, you speak, your mm -hmm. languages are common and elvish talked about elvish a little bit you probably it's 
watched Lord of the Rings, you'll you get a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so your and then your sub race uh, is also a feature, which means that there's a bunch of different like little subcategories of elf that gives you a little extra bonus. Um, which in the Drow case is you additionally your charisma score increases by one, so you have dexterity plus two, charisma plus one. Uh, you get superior dark vision, so you have 120 feet of dark vision rather than 60, which is pretty good. Um, sunlight sensitivity, uh, which is the big downside to playing a, a drow, uh, which is you basically you have disadvantage on attack rolls and on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight whenever you are in direct sunlight. So, yeah. Uh, you also gain drow magic, which means you uh, you know the dancing lights cantrip. Uh, when you reach third level, you can cast Fairy Fire. The the Fairy Fairy Fire spell once with the straight, and regain the ability to do so when you re- finish a long rest. Same thing goes at fifth level with the Darkness spell, um, and your your ability score uh, your casting ability is Charisma. Uh, you also gain Drow weapon weapon training, which means you have proficiency with rapiers, short swords, and hand crossbows. That's a bit of a, a mouthful, but basically, from choosing your race, you get a bunch of little smaller bonuses um, that is going to help you mm-hmm. build out flesh out your character. What do the Tieflings yeah. get? Uh, I'm doing Dragonborn, not Tiefling. Oh, you're doing Dragonborn. Oops. <laughs> yep. That's fine. But to quickly say something, um, the two races that we're picking are some of the more complicated of them. Uh, however, there are, like, most of them are fairly simple. Like, you usually just get some basic stat bonuses and maybe one or two simple, like, bonuses. Yeah, like drop. Some basic features. Yeah, Drow, drow are a, just complicated. Yeah, Drow have a lot. Like, if you pick, like, a human, you just get a couple features and you're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Similarly, I'm playing, well, similar to the elves, I'm playing a Dragonborn, uh, who their racial traits is they get a natural plus two to strength and a plus one to charisma. Uh, they have a feature called Dragon Ancestry, which is basically... Uh, you are related to some kind of dragon, and you have some features of that kind of dragon. You get the choices of black, blue, brass, bronze, copper, gold, green, red, silver, and white. And each of these has associated damage types with them, and uh, more specifically with that, you get to use a specialized breath weapon. Since, of course, you're a dragon, what it, what kind of dragon would you be if you couldn't breathe some kind of elemental thing? Uh, so, like, example, black gets, gets acid, blue gets lightning, uh, red, of course, gets fire. Uh, and in my case, I'm going to be playing a white dragonborn, so I'll be getting cold. Uh, and the breath weapons also vary from being, like, a 15-foot cone... Uh, requiring constitution save some are cones requiring dexterity saves and some are five foot wide 30 foot long lines of uh, elemental such as with the uh, copper dragon who can blast acid uh, 30 foot in a direction basically how your uh, breath weapon works is uh, you can choose to use it and the DC for it is equal to 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. 
and on a fail, a creature takes 2d6 of damage and half as much on a successful save, the damage increasing at level 6, level 11, and level 16 by 1d6 at each level, and you can only use this feature once per short or long rest. So, you know, it's nice. My, you're a dragon, you feel like a dragon. And uh, finally, well, the last feature that you get for being a dragonborn, aside from also knowing draconic, uh, as a language, is you have damage resistance to the associated damage type of your draconic ancestry. So in my case, since I'll be playing a white dragonborn, I'll be resistant to cold damage. Yeah, I really, I really like uh, the dragonborn. I don't think that they're the most like. It's one of those things like, don't think they're the most powerful of the like the the races in terms of just sheer statistics mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like, goddamn, that it's fun to breathe. They're just cool. Yeah, it's fun to breathe fire, cold, or in your case, cold, um, or whatever mm -hmm. damage type, and just you, you just could be a, a dang dragon. What what's more to want? Mm-hmm. Yep. So anywho, uh, so the next thing that's recommended to do in both the PHB and here on D and D Beyond is next you'll be selecting your class. Yep, and uh, mm -hmm. I guess I'll go first. I'm playing a ranger. Yeah, Dritz clone, everybody. <laughs> no. Uh, that's a little joke for you D&D &D fans out there. Um, I, I'd hope Orion got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, No, I didn't, actually. Oh, gosh. I'll have to tell you about Dritz to Erden. Um, yeah, tell me later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually playing a sorcerer. I'm going to play sorcerer and uh that's gonna be a good time right away at first level i'm gonna get proficiencies uh like i prompts look D, D beyond very nice and prompting me with all the fancy schmancy uh things that i need to select basically i'm getting the d6 hit dice first level i just get automatic six plus my constitution modifier which i haven't decided i haven't allocated those stats yet um, but I also get proficiencies. I choose two of them. I'm gonna pick. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for this character, living in the Underdark, I think it makes sense to have um, religion because you always want to be worshiping Lulf, um, and deception because Lulf likes you to lie to people, and you want to be able to lie. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm also I also right away get to choose. I get spellcasting access. Um, I'll choose some spells later once I've leveled it out to level four. Um, I also, but I also going to get a sorceress origin. I'm going to choose shadow magic because it it works really well for this. Um, and uh, from shadow magic, oh no, my thing, my D and D Beyond decided no, you can't choose it. And I had an uh, authorization, <laughs> authorization failure. Are there okay a, then. Um, they're API. <laughs> Back up. Oh no. That is the unfortunate thing. Hopefully Orion will cut this out. You're not listening to me ramble about this. Anyways, I'm choosing. We'll see what happens. Anyways, I, I, I additionally at first level I'm I get uh, uh choose my sorceress origin. I picked uh, shadow magic. It's very fitting. I think you know. That dark, sort of spooky feel. Um, from that, I'm going to get Eyes of the Dark, which is 
kind of it's interesting because the drow uh, shadow sorcerer should uh, be definitely like it should be a good synergy there. But they're they're with the eyes of the dark. You have a a big oof because uh, starting at first level, you have dark vision uh, with a range of 120 feet, which I already have as a drow. So. In this case, I might be like, if Orion's my theoretical DM in this scenario, I may be, hey, hey, Orion, can I maybe what, get, Gabe? Can I, I get the spilly uh, Eyes of the Dark, and it, it boosts my range, dark vision, uh, gives me dark vision with a range of 120 feet, but I already have that as a drow. I know it might be like, it might be pushing it a li- little bit, because 120 feet's already a lot of dark vision. But would it be all right if I like I don't know maybe put it to uh, to 180 feet or something or maybe uh, maybe 150 feet? I'd say 150 is pretty good. All right, sweet. And that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, now your DM has every right to say no. That's not going to work because 120 feet of dark or 150 feet of dark vision can be a lot um, for some DMs. But I don't. Yeah. Think it, but can, for the most part, let's be honest. You're not going to be using 150 feet of dark vision very often. No. no. Um, mm-hmm. Though that said, if you're playing a drow, you might be in an underdark campaign or at mm-hmm. a party that just happens to like to do everything by night. So, you know. Yeah. I could would be want... a legitimate thing to bring up. I would be trying to do everything at night all the time with this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you also get uh, at third level, which I'm going to be higher than third level. Uh, I get to learn. I learn the darkness spell with for free, and uh, if I cast it with two sorcery points rather than expending a spell slot, I can see through the darkness. I also get strength at grave, mm-hmm. uh, which is when I get hit and I get when I get reduced to zero. Um, I can I can roll a charisma saving throw, DC five plus the damage taken, and uh, if I succeed on that, I am reduced to one instead of you know dying. Uh, and I can't mm-hmm. use it if I am damaged by it with Radiant or by a critical hit, if that's reduced to zero. Uh, that's one, mm-hmm. once per uh, long rest. But yeah, that's my level one. Orion, All right. what, what are you choosing? Yeah. I'm going to be playing the Dragonborn Paladin. So as a Paladin, my throwing back, we have a hit dice of 1d10. My primary abilities of strength and charisma, saving throws in saving throw proficiencies in wisdom and charisma. And right away at level one, I'm getting some divine sense, so I can go ahead and try to sniff out all of those my celestial fiends and undead within 60 feet, not behind total cover, not behind total cover. Uh, and I know what type that is being present, but I can't identify the specifics of it. Um, so, yep, use this feature equal to one plus charisma mod, and I also get some good old lay on hands points, uh, five times my paladin level as a pool of HP that I can give to people that are not undead or constructs. So, there we go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and select the paladin, and yeah, for me, it's nice and simple. Uh, max mm-hmm. HP of 10 plus whatever my my con mod's gonna be heck yeah mm-hmm. all right that's gonna bring us to step three is where we allocate ability scores or generate mm-hmm. them there's some some way or another um mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's decide who's going to uh, who's going to do what. There's two ways of, or there's actually three ways of of generating ability scores officially in uh, Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. You can. There's just two that are better than the other one. Yeah. Um, you can. The way they uh, have it laid out in the player's handbook is that you roll for it, um, which is really fun to do. And I, I honestly used to be a before. <laughs> Actually, until just recently, I used to be pretty much roll or die. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, yeah, that we roll stats all the time. That's the only way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it it does. It, the reason I like that, I found out later, sort of, you know, soul searching and whatnot. Um, it's like it's because it you're going to get very powerful characters um, because uh, through the way you roll for stats, uh, you're going to get. Sometimes can get like 18s to start off with, which is just mm-hmm. makes a more powerful character. And if you're fine with that, if as a DM, uh, rolling stats is really fun. But there's also, uh, mm-hmm. but there, to make a little more balanced characters, there are there's standard array, which is just uh, six ability scores that they lay laid out for you. It's like you can take take all those base, go for it. Um, and there is point buy, where you just buy like you. It's basically the same as standard array, except there's a little more wiggle room. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we're not going to do point by tonight. Um, but we're, one of us is going to roll, and one of us is going to do uh, standard array. The question mm-hmm. is, who? Well, um, how <laughs> about we do odd or even, and uh, All right. say if. My, if you roll odd, I'll do I'll do rolling, and you do my standard array. If you roll even, I'll do standard array. You do rolling. Okay, I didn't really like. I wasn't paying attention a whole lot. I was picking out my my favorite dice to roll. So okay, I'm gonna just tell dice. you if it's I'm just gonna tell you if it's odd or even. You tell me what happens. It's a one, mm-hmm. so it's odd. Okay, it's odd. That means you're going to be rolling, and I'm going to be doing point. I'm gonna be doing standard array. Okay, why don't you do standard array first? Because that's going to take a mm-hmm. lot longer. <laughs> yep. Or that, or my uh, rolling is going to rather. Yeah, your rolling is going to take longer. So, yes. uh, with standard array, uh, the uh, ability scores. So you have the numbers that you have the option to by the PHB is starting from the top: fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, ten, and eight. So it gives you two really nice scores to have nice and high up there so you can have a good start uh, two fairly average scores so you can have a little buff little buff to uh, some extra things that you might need uh, a totally neutral score in the 10 so that you know not good or not bad at anything and then finally you have your dump stat which is going to be the eight which you know an eight and something still is not horrible like it's not good but it's not horrible so the way I'm going to be dividing up my stats is because I'm going to try to do this somewhat based off of the uh, racial bonuses that I get. So being a dragonborn, I know that I get a plus two to strength and a plus one to charisma. So to try to maximize that to the best I can, I'm going to put the 14 in strength and the 15 in charisma so that those both get boosted to be 16s, giving me a plus three modifier to both of them. Uh, 
Next, I'm going to actually put in my dump stat, which for a paladin, dexterity is not going to be all that important. You're probably going to be running around in heavy armor, so honestly, that can be an 8. Uh, next, I'm going to pick my constitution. I'm going to set that as a 13 because I want that to be high and I want that to improve in the future as well so that I can keep my HP higher since I am going to be one of those upfront hack and slash people. I'm going to be one of the meat shields up front. Uh, next, intelligence, I want to set as a 10 because it's not all that important for what I'm going for. And finally, wisdom is 12, so I have a little, little buff in there, but, you know, it's, it's something. So, yeah, uh, I guess I'll give some... Well, yeah, we could talk about our thoughts on ability score stuff afterwards. So yeah, we'll do we'll uh, do that after I, um, mm -hmm. after I talk about mine. So basically, I roll. That's why I've been so quiet. Is uh, is because while Ryan's been doing that, I have not been paying attention and rolling my stats. Um, mm -hmm. so basically, for all the use guys who don't know, um, why did I say use guys? I'm not. Anyways, um, uh, to roll stats, you're going to take, the way it's outlined in the PHB, you're going to take four D6s, this uh, Monopoly dice. Um, you're going to take those all, you're going to roll them, uh, and you look at all those numbers, you're going to take the lowest one and sort of set that aside. You're not using that one. So the top three numbers, you're, you're going to add together. Uh, so in this case that I just rolled, uh, I got a 6, a 4, a 3, and a 2. I take that 2 out, uh, 6, and the rest of them add up to 13. So the score for that one would be 13. I have rolled for all mine, and uh, I think it shows the strengths and weaknesses of rolling, because your luck is very dependent on your stat build. I got a 13, mm -hmm. a 9, an 11, a 17, a 5... And a ten, <laughs> so all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna be really good at one thing, and uh, <laughs> I think you can guess what that's gonna be. As a, I mean, as a sorcerer, you want that high score in charisma. So I'm gonna put mm -hmm. allocate uh, my charisma to be a seventeen. Uh, hmm. Okay, so that's some cross up at seventeen. I think I'm going to have my, I think I'm going to have my, oh, should I make my, I'm going to make my strength a five and just have a pitiful, that's a minus three mm -hmm. for stre any strength checks. Uh, everybody, yep. that is awful. Um, uh, I think I'm going to put the, I'm going to put 11 in dexterity. The 9 in wisdom. Because I feel like this guy's uh, make bad decisions. Um, like, not, not, like, skipping leg day. Very bad decision. <laughs> um, uh, intelligence, I'm going to put as a 10. And constitution as a 13. So, the rundown for me is strength 5, 
Dexterity, 13. Constitution, 13. Uh, Intelligence, 10. Wisdom, 9. Charisma, 18. That's after the racial bonuses and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. let's talk about um, point buying. Pros and cons. Yes. Oh, I guess, yeah. We could talk about point buy quick, then pros and or, cons of each. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said point buy. We can talk about point Point buy is great. I mean, it's it basically just generates sim- something similar to um to uh, standard array. It just gives you more uh, more wiggle room to like min max. You can get like two fifteens if you really dump. Uh, if you really mm-hmm. have like two dump, like one big dump stat or like two dump stats or whatever that you don't need. Um, yeah. It's it's fun. I know I know people that only use point buy. Like they're diehards. Um, I mean, I know I don't know them, but I know of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a I, it's a pers- perfectly acceptable way to generate stats. I it's not my favorite. I'd rather just mm-hmm. if I'm gonna if I want complexity in like generating stats, I'm just gonna roll because it's more fun. Um, and if I want if I want something that's more balanced, I'm just going to like, okay, if I'm going balanced, I'm just going to take something simple with, with the standard mm-hmm. array. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think that like the point by kind of sits weirdly in the middle of being mm-hmm. less fun than rolling, but more complicated than standard array. So. Yeah. Also when you get to a point with your stats and you want to, buff something even more i think when you want to hit like 15 in a stat you have to start putting two points in yeah so so it gets like mm -hmm. i don't i don't ever point by so i don't really know the ins and outs yeah just yeah it's okay it's there if you want to use it go right ahead but i feel like i feel like somebody's screaming at us now because i that's like sort of the way point by is like sort of the way to do it um but it's, I just, just not. I don't think it, it's just not our thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so yeah, I guess let's go over some of the pros and cons of standard array and my rolling. I guess my start off with standard array. Mm-hmm. Um, pro, like everyone at the table, if everyone's doing standard array, is going to be like everyone's going to feel like they're contributing equally to the party most mm-hmm. likely yeah it's it makes for very balanced um uh, play because you're obviously because everybody has the same numbers to work with uh mm-hmm. you don't feel you don't feel like well this person just rolled really good on all their stats and now they're just like why why the hell am i even here um mm-hmm. so that's that's yep. a big pro i find it like that's one of the things that I, I really enjoy about it. Uh, the also the other thing is like it's super simple and easy. Just bam, those are your stats. Mm-hmm. You want you know you know you most likely know what stat you want to be your highest. You know you most likely know what stat you want to be your lowest, and then it's mm-hmm. just shuffling them around in there. It t- I takes me. I, I can allocate stats in like a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then also, like if your DM wants you guys to be more powerful, but still using standard arrays so everyone's equal, they're literally just numbers. Your DM can change them however they want. 
yeah if you like, want to i like, know that you did i know that you did that for our my for one of our recent campaigns that's been on hiatus for a bit yes. uh, like we've pumped up the standard race scores so that the highest was like a 17 i think mm-hmm. it was so yeah. you so you had the ability to so everybody had the ability to um get their highest ability score to a night and up to a 19 if they you know uh put mm-hmm. points in it uh, or had synergy with their racial thing and whatnot. So they could get that plus four, but they didn't have quite enough to get it to have a 20 right off the bat, which is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yep. Um, but it also, it also, I think is really nice for that because it also, one of the short, the cons of, of standard array, um, it sort of counteracts that, which is uh, you can have, your your main stat can be something that you don't get a, a bonuses from your race, because um, mm-hmm. when you when your highest number is a fifteen, it's you probably want to have a third or at least a sixteen for your your uh, primary attribute, um, and uh, if you don't get any bonuses in that, it, it's it kind of hurts <laughs> having mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to do. So having that seventeen there. I, th- I find makes for more flexibility in do in like bringing out some like interesting characters, like having like a dwarf wizard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way I sort of envision standard array is you're more likely to see it as like, this is the farm boy who's going off on an adventure. Mm-hmm. He's not super stellar in my something, but he's above average. Yeah. I also so, I also find mm-hmm. sorry you go ahead. No, that's all I had. Okay, I also find we we've just uh, in our campaign that we are playing together in right now we did standard array for the first time after like rolling like I said earlier I used to be roll or die kind of guy <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um and uh, I, I like we just got to level four and I'm like oh I I don't feel like taking a feat is going to be a inferior ch- or like a I don't feel like I need to take a feat because I like earlier I would uh whenever I would play like with rolling and stuff like that ability score increase comes along it's like well my <laughs> my ability score is almost my primary ability score is already at 20 it's like and my other stuff is pretty good I'm just I need to take a feat and whatnot to kind of keep mm-hmm. up with everybody else and and this is just it like really feels like um, picking a feat might not be the all optimal choice, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I really like having your choices matter in that sense. Um, yeah, it really feels more important when you get to that, like because you're not going to get ASI bonuses all the time unless you're a fighter. But we'll get a, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, I was like, I was, and it's I, like I'm playing. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, you're going to have to wait four more levels if you really want your charisma to go up, like one more point so it's like, yeah it actually matters more yeah and i was like i for me i was desperate to get my casting stat up to uh from a from a plus three to a plus four because i'm like oh gosh this is <laughs> my mm-hmm. dcs need to go up and everything it's like i i need this to be higher and uh it was it was very very rewarding um mm-hmm. i think i think we anything else about uh standard array I think we covered it fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to rolling, um, 
I think we've already sort of covered some of the pros that you're more like you have chances to get better characters. Like, mm-hmm. Just flat out, your characters are probably going to be better. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, you're you're gonna get you have the potential to get eighteens and like legitimately get eighteens. Like I rolled, like you all you have to, you have to roll three sixes, and that's not super likely, but it it happens it from mm-hmm. like, and it happens quite a bit. And if they roll an eighteen and they say, okay, I'm I'm playing, my character has a plus two to that, you know, that stat. That means they're starting off the campaign from level one with a 20 in their in their primary attribute which mm-hmm. is scary <laughs> um yeah that can be scary for dm starting off right away yeah um it's not something also kind of well go ahead first i said it's it's not um insurmountable though that's what all mm-hmm. i was saying yeah uh something else that's good to bring up is similar to standard array there are other ways of doing rolling and my, I guess some of the ways that we do it, we do we used to do it very similar to the PHB style where it was 4d6 drop the lowest. My, I'm familiar with other groups who do the same thing, roll 4d6 drop the lowest, but they'll roll seven times to get mm-hmm. an extra stat number and they'll just drop the lowest of all of those. So again, yeah. more likely to have higher stats. Some people roll 5d4. Some people do... 3d8 and just have like super overpowered characters sometimes if someone happens to roll a 24 yeah so it's like you have dice it's a literally a role-playing game all about dice if you want to roll for stats you have a lot of different ways you can do it yeah i would say the other one of the other big pros for me is that rolling stats is just just plain fun i I like it it's some Mm -hmm. like randomly like they're watching a character come into existence yeah the random like role is always it's just exciting you know it's like oh what am i get what do i got what do i got um a little bit like gambling maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah uh um i i think oh oh well let's i want to talk about the biggest con for me is that is it death by farmer by chance uh, well, death not it's it's not death by farmer. That is it. That is another con. But it, my thing is 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 other people's honesty. I would say, I mean, if you mm-hmm. can, unless you can really, really trust your friends, because it is it is so easy to fudge rules if you're not right there, breathing down their neck. Mm-hmm. You, like I, I, like there there's a, a select amount of people that I trust. To, to like roll stats and come with a legitimately rolled character, like I think, and I think it's pretty much just you, Orion, because I know you're you're about you're about that. I wouldn't trust Orion to trust me. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to fudge, because I on several occasions I've been like, oh, okay, like that, like that five, it might be just like, well, maybe that's you know, and like tip a dice or whatever, and like you know just mm-hmm. squeak it by it's like i really don't want to play with a five and then and you roll it again oh that that's an 18 or what <laughs> just mm-hmm. um uh but you can tell sometimes like if like if people come with like a pre-rolled character and they've got like an 18 and a 16 and they're like lowest stat is like is like a 10 and that's and then they, but the rest in 
majority of them, they at least have like a plus two to most of their stats. It's like mm -hmm. you start to be like, okay. Did you actually on. roll that or <laughs> did you actually roll that? And it's it, it mm -hmm. it's just sort of human nature, you know what I mean? It's so easy to just loop. Mm -hmm. Um and it's I wouldn't it's not I'm not trying to say that all your friends are liars, but just most of them might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> just trust but verify is what I what I'd mm -hmm. say. Uh I, th I yeah. think it happens it happens so much, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Any other cons? Um I can think of two right now. Mm -hmm. First one I want to go over is Death by Farmer. Mm-hmm. Because it's sort of it's along the same lines of what you were just talking about. But because you're rolling stats, you can like I have I know that I do this a lot. Uh, where if you just don't like the look of the whole stat array, you just say, nah, he's just going to go off and he's just going to stay a farmer. He's going to just live his life and die. And reroll He's going to reroll all the stats. I know I used to do that a lot until I found something that I liked, which more often than not, I always wanted to have at least one or two things negative because character flaws are fun to play. Anyways, uh yeah death by farmer it's a thing it happens yeah. uh sort of why i call standard array the farmer going off to actually go do stuff because if you roll standard array stats you're probably not gonna take them <laughs> yes uh, mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i mean like because i mean in, in legitimate concern to not just be like people gaming the system um like because it is it's just all you know it's luck so so while it is e easy to roll you know like a two 18s it's just as easy to roll a three you know mm -hmm. um yeah and so. you probably like having a three is no longer it's not just like oh that kind of stings like having a nine it's like if you have that in intelligence you can't read <laughs> you're barely mm -hmm. You're om you're you an communicate animal. Communicate in simple sentences. Yeah, you're like, you're basically an animal. Like you technically don't have enough language to kn you don't you technically don't have enough intelligence to know a language. Yeah, um, like having a th a three in like strength or like one of the physical stats might mean you have like a perm. I would it could be interesting. Like don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I would play that up maybe like if you have like a a, a negative in like. Uh, like a three in like strength or whatever if you're like in a mm -hmm. wheelchair or something like that and um you have to be wheeled mm -hmm. everywhere or um yeah, or like a, yeah i had a bard named boris the rusty who had a he had i think it was a uh, six or a five in con and i just said that he had osteoporosis <laughs> yeah if you if you did like a three in constitution you just having like a, some awful disease um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but there's, it can there's... lead to some really interesting characters, but you can also feel very overshadowed by other people who, quote unquote, roll super lucky or who yeah. do actually roll super lucky. Since those people do exist, and I can think of a couple of them. Yeah, like the the it's just as easy. 
it's just as easy to get a character that whose lowest stat is a is a 14. It's just as easy to get that as it is to get a, a character whose lowest whose highest stat is like a 13. And mm-hmm. and having a, like having those that such low stats can really just make you feel like you're not doing anything. It's like I want to play I want to play a hero. Um, mm-hmm. and, you, and you and you just might not be down for that, but I, I think we've mm-hmm. dwelled on this topic enough. There's, yep. Uh, moving on, moving uh, from ability scores, uh, we have um, backgrounds and descriptions. All right, all right. I'm scrolling through them. I'm. I am. This mm-hmm. is the one thing I have not thought about. Um. Yeah. Uh, what do I, I actually had an idea pop into my head for yours that Ooh. I want to pitch to you. Well, pitch it to me. Yep. So, my first though, my, this is sort of like a session zero that we're going through right now, where we're building characters together. So, my, when you're doing a session zero, you might have stuff like this where it comes up where someone might not have an idea for a character, but someone else might have something to pitch or just like some background stuff to weave them together. But yeah, help. anyways, you were talking about my, your drow sorcerer, mm-hmm. like being proficient in religion and like wanting to worship Lolth. Yeah. What if you were a runaway sacrifice? Oh, I like that a lot. Like, and do like a, a the way you bath. gained. Yeah. The way you gained your sorcerer's powers is like you had runes carved into your body that were meant to be part of like the sacrificial ritual. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and like that still on gives the run. you a lot of yeah, that gives you a lot of choices still in the background thing. Like my oh yeah, my D and D backgrounds. My there's <laughs> my we a, forgot. Yeah, my so backgrounds are another feature that you get to give you like one or two nice extra little things. Often they'll have one or two proficiencies thrown in with them. Uh, they might give you a language. They might give you a contact. But uh, definitely your background is going to have an important thing to do with your DM. You're going to want to talk to them about, like, if you pick my uh, guild artisan, uh, I'm pretty sure that's one that says you have some contacts in, like, a, my, in a guild of some sort. Yeah, you have so, people who will who will do stuff for you, and you have to mm-hmm. work with your DM to specify who is that, who are those people that will do stuff for you, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's basically they're just a little like a little bonus to like help round everything out. You're gonna get a couple skills, languages, maybe mm-hmm. a tool, um, to just mm-hmm. show that to just show that you're you're to differ like. If you ha- if you do like have two champion fighters, one's a one's an acolyte and one's a uh, I get to choose a different background and one's a sailor. Like those are those are two different characters. One uh, like one can be it works for like a temple or whatever, and the other is on a ship. Those are mm-hmm. those are it is pretty fascinating how much you can differ like what would be identical characters um, mm-hmm. just by just by their background features and like the, the little ribbon ability that you get and like a skills and some languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'd say out of all of the things that you can homebrew, 
background is definitely the easiest one and the easiest one to can like to have dms on board with yeah like just because it's literally like a proficiency or two and because you know backgrounds don't span everything that you might want just make your own thing that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. super fun one of my, probably one of my so, favorite like it favorite things as a dungeon master <laughs> is the background mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But yeah so anyways gabe backgrounds um mm-hmm. what what do you think you're gonna do uh i think i thinking either acolyte uh maybe maybe haunted one Mm-hmm. You were haunted so by something so terrible you dare not speak of it. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely that it. sounds like, like the underdark in general. Yeah, like almost like you're. It, it's not like there's like I, I did something bad. It's like oh I'm th- these people are like these demon worshippers are are looking for me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with that. I like that a lot. Uh. I get so I get two skill proficiencies. I think normally I think it's I'm pretty sure it's two of the skills that I chose from the two skills that I chose from um my uh from my class because I've got the option to choose two other skills from my class. So let me just go switch mm-hmm. proficiencies around quick. Uh, yeah, that's another good thing to note that my uh, Something I kind of, I personally like to do is to wait till the very end to do all my proficiencies so that I like, don't have to keep going back and forth to check what's overlapping and what's, like, what's not. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, no, maybe they just mm-hmm. get the... Okay, interesting. So, yeah. Uh, I guess while Gabe's doing that, uh, you went with Haunted One? Yeah, I went with Haunted One. Something. All right. Mm-hmm. I might even I I might even like go back and like it because this is how easy homebrew can be. Everybody <laughs> is instead of ca- calling it haunted one because I'm not really haunted by anything like hunted one, and then like mm-hmm. change just change a few words and it's basically the same thing, um, mm-hmm. but is like you know has a di- just a sort of slightly different flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still don't really have any ideas on what I want this Dragonborn Paladin guy to be. Um, hmm. Um, I mean, obviously there's there's Acolyte. Um, that's pretty mm-hmm. like straight up and down, but I don't know if that's what you want to do. I mean, no, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't really have any ideas for this guy, so. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a great acolyte. To what god? I don't know. Yeah, you're just all about um, protecting that temple. Mm-hmm. Yep, and from it, I get skill proficiencies in insight and religion. So, you know, both very nice on a paladin. And I get to choose some languages to go with it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and throw dwarvish and elvish in there because, you know, that... That's fine. That makes sense. And with it, I also get Shelter of the Faithless. Uh, well, no, Shelter of the Faithful. Wow, that's two very different things. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, essentially, uh, because 
he would have a tie to some deity or some pantheon. Uh, he might be able to get my uh, residence for the night uh, at either a temple or uh, the house of a fellow worshiper. Mm-hmm. He would he'd be more likely to get residence there. Yeah. And my my feature is called Heart of Darkness. Those who look into your eyes can see that you faced unimaginable horror and that you are no stranger to darkness. Though they might fear you, commoners will extend uh, you every courtesy and do their utmost to help you, unless you've shown them yourself to be a danger to them, and they will even take up arms to fight alongside of you, should you per- find yourself facing an enemy alone. So very like... Uh, very... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's kind of like... A, I don't know, it's like a... I, I'm trying to it's think like of the word. Like you. The, it's right. It, I'm trying to think of the word of like what kind of story this this embodies, but like there's. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's pretty obvious. Like the kind of scenes you can have with this is just like, like you're like there's a big monster coming for you, and you're standing mm-hmm. there in like the pouring rain. You with your like spear by yourself, and like and you're like I will stand here and like this is I'm holding the line and whatnot, and then the commoners are like. Like, oh damn it, we gotta go help this guy. He's mm-hmm. he's sticking his neck out, and everybody rallies behind you, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, as you were doing that, I went back and <laughs> uh, picked out my class features, like my my proficiencies, since now I had my background. But I knew what I did not want to take, so went back and picked athletics and intimidation from Paladin. So. Nice. Now I have athletics, intimidation, insight, and religion. Sweet beans. Mm-hmm. So All right. yeah. I think next let's um, go through like the suggested characteristics, which sometimes I use these, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. Um but they're very fun. They're very uh they're they're very helpful for especially like newer players. Um basically mm-hmm. uh you're this uh, suggested characteristics you're gonna get you have personality traits ideals bonds and flaws um and uh th- these are like uh, either represented by a, a d8 or a d6 um maybe i think there's some cases of d10s i don't know mm-hmm. um and basically you can it's a table uh and you can either just choose or you can roll if you want to get something random uh and uh it's just sort of like little little tidbits that is going to help you role play out your character, how your how how this person acts, um, what they what they believe in, who mm-hmm. or what they're tied to in the world, and what sort of what sort of thing <laughs> the flaws is. I I think of what what sort of thing a DM could use to sort of attack you mm-hmm. in a without yeah. What's without hitting your. Yeah, without hitting your hit points. Because <laughs> um, if you can attack your players without touching their HP, ooh, that's some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so my suggested character uh, characters. I have personality traits. Choose two. I, uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna read all of these. Cause there's a lot of them. Um, I'm gonna say I put no trust into in in divine beings, and because uh, I think that's like very like. Oh, I, I escaped the uh, from mm-hmm. wolf and whatnot, um, and maybe like 
I expect danger around every corner. I think that also works. Uh, All right. My, I want to try to play off of that. So my, I also have two that I can choose from. And looking through these, I see... My icy omens in every event and action. The gods are trying to speak with us, <laughs> and we just need to listen. Oh, I love and this. I quote or misquote sacred texts and proverbs in almost every situation. <laughs> hey. Oh, this we we just we roll around and we just hate each other the entire time. It... I like to think that we're, you know, clearly we're bound by something. It must be fate. Must be the gods. I'm just like, dude. I'm trying to get my next meal here. I, I'm starving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, and then there's the ideals. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, ch -ch -ch. Hmm. I'm going to say I like to know my enemy's capabilities and weaknesses before rushing into battle, which is a lawful ideal. I think mm -hmm. that'd be interesting, like after such a traumatic experience that this drow and Ford like went through uh, subverting a chaotic, like chaotic evil society is now lawful and like sticks to, it wants to be, is very rigid in his, his way of life. All right. I'm debating on playing off of it again because <laughs> one of the ideals here is tradition. The ancient traditions of worship and sacrifice must be preserved and upheld. So thinking Alex. about that, but there's like my, he's his own person. He's not just going to bounce off of you. Um, he, my, he has faith. He trusts that my, his deity will guide his actions. He has faith that if he works hard, things will go well. He's he's upbeat. Yeah. All right. My next, moving on to the bonds. My, you know, this is another way that you can have some NPCs that you can rely on, some NPCs that you can talk to, so that you feel a bit more connected to your DM's world. Yeah. Or, like, well, yeah. Like for example, um, in my in the haunted ones, there's just a I have a child to protect. I must make the world a safer place for him or her uh mm -hmm. and that's like obviously like the lone wolf and cub if you want to do that mm -hmm. um yeah but how, how about you uh, do your bonds first uh yeah rather. i'll do my bonds and flaws first so um let's see here um hmm. um i seek to preserve a sacred text that my enemies consider heretical and seek to destroy so it's not you don't just have a bond to people. You can also have bonds to places or objects, such as another one of these here is I will do anything to protect the temple where I served or I will do anything for the common people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not just people, it's places and things as well. Yeah, something like like if you're really about the, that that temple or whatever in like that's a both the bonds and flaws are interesting because they're I don't want to say attack because DMs should not be like, like, oh, you have this person that you love. I'm going to murder them because that's just that's like how you, you get keep... a bunch of human fighters who are orphans and mm -hmm. have nothing left. I, yeah, nothing left to lose. Um, mm -hmm. But like these are interesting, like strings to tug on if you, if you know what I mean. Like because you 
it's like that if mm-hmm. that temple that temple might be threatened like by like for from danger or whatever like um whether that that danger is physical like a monster or it might be uh a political like somebody's mm-hmm. trying to take over or something like that like the um like or maybe their their that religion was deemed heretical or something or that sect mm-hmm. i don't know it's your character mm-hmm. i can see up. some uh, really cool like theocratic corruption stuff oh yeah absolutely that could be a lot of fun but Anyways, I, what i'm yeah, yeah what, what i'm doing bond? my bond is there's evil in me i can feel it I, I it must never be set free like uh because i'm a shadow sorcerer and everything i think it'd be like mm-hmm. like my demon like my inner demons are literally just like the shadows that i use to cast stuff and mm-hmm. like i'm while i use it to like, like i think i think it, this character is like um in every time like cast a spell with this magic is trying to hold himself back so he doesn't unleash these like demons and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of like his means to an end it's like yeah i must use it in order to get these things out of me gosh i didn't think i was gonna come here and build an edgelord tonight <laughs> hey when you said drow how did you not think you were making an edgelord <laughs> oh yeah i should i should have known mm-hmm. anyways moving on to probably one of my favorite features that they have on there flaws because if you play a perfect person that is not interesting because, you know, it's like you're on an adventure to learn and do stuff, fun. Like the book about the guy who did everything right is not interesting. True. Um, let's see here. Uh, what do I want to do for my flaws? Hmm. Um. Hmm. I put too much trust in those who wield power within my temple's hierarchy. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So I could see something like that being really cool for a DM to play off of in a political, like in a theocratic corruption style thing, where mm-hmm. he's really torn between, I know this is what my god wants, but I know yeah. what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Like, um,. I'm debating between I have certain rituals that I must follow every day. I can never break them, and uh, I talk to spirits that no one else can see. I was I'm debating between those two. I think I really like. Uh, I think I want to. I think I'm gonna do. I talk to spirits that no one else can see because I think it makes more sense. But I do want to talk about that mm-hmm. first one because I think there could be something interesting from there. Um, yeah, but like talking to spirits that you can't see is definitely like oh the, the like shadows monsters come up and like you they like talk to me and like you know everybody thinks mm-hmm. i'm crazy and whatnot um yeah i could see that as like going back to that whole like inner evil thing that was in your mm-hmm. bonds it's like yeah you're just talking with two your your inner spirits oh yeah absolutely um and then like the i certain rituals i must follow and whatnot uh i think that could be really like the the thing that i read is like i can never break them is like as a DM, I immediately goes like, "Okay, what happens if, like, you do break them?" <laughs> because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously, there you the player has a choice to, to be like, "I'm not doing this ritual," 
And that's where like the DM steps and it's like, okay, well something's bad's gonna happen because you you didn't do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're playing a spellcaster, something that might be interesting oh. is if you don't eat breakfast for every meal of the day, you might not be able to cast <laughs> your highest level spells. No. Or like just eat the you know, damn just pancakes. Something something has been limited. Yeah. I don't know that 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 was very fun. I like that. That was Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Uh, um, next is equipment. I don't think we need to talk too much about equipment. You're basically gonna get whatever you 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 need. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's yeah. there are some like cool like interesting little trinkets and stuff like that. Like um from your background and whatnot. But like I again just like the the character care uh the or the personal characteristics and whatnot or the character details. Mm-hmm. Um, just like take a second thought and be like okay what does this actually mean and whatnot, and just take a second thought about it uh, yeah mm-hmm. let's uh, level these characters up now um, I think yeah. um, do you I'm, want I only, to go first yeah I'm only going to level 4 so I think I'm just going to go first um, and I don't have a whole lot because I'm I'm going to get meta magic and an ability score improvement. Or I'm going to get font magic, which is just getting sorcery points. I'm going to get uh, two meta magic options. Uh, I think as a sorcerer, I don't. Uh, I'm going to take subtle spell. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like. It would be something very. I think that works. Um, and. I'm gonna do quicken spell. So I can do bonus mm-hmm. action stuff. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the level up process of like what's something like so like when you hit level two, mm-hmm. uh, you roll your hit dice. Yes. That's when you start rolling your hit dice. Usually if you want to roll it at level one, go ahead, but like it's traditional to just take the highest like the highest roll you could get at level one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus your and constitution couple... modifier. Yep, so roll hit dice plus your con mod. Or we'll add some other stuff depending on your uh, your race, depending on your... Well, depending on if you have certain feats. Uh, but if you're playing those, you know you know what you're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then others, like, that's basically the only consistent thing you get from level ups. Uh, certain level ups, you'll get proficiency bonus increases, but, you know, you'll, you'll know them when you get them. Yeah, those, I believe, is, well, I'm going to really try here. I believe you get, you get one at level 5, level 9, level 14, and level 17. That I sounds... could be pretty close to right um, i'm pretty sure i got the the I, i'm pretty sure i got five and nine correct 14 five, and 17 13 and Third. 17 oh i was one off mm-hmm. that still that's really, where yeah that's All pretty right. good for for from off just off the cuff mm-hmm. anyways um so your level up process so yeah so uh at level t- at level two uh, I would just roll hit points. I, I'm not going to, because I, oh, you know what? What the hell? 
Um, I had have it had it fixed. I'm gonna change it. Why the heck not? So at six. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, um, uh, you can also opt to not roll altogether for hit points and just choose to take the average, which will often be my um, half of the hit dice plus one. So in yes. the case of sorcerer, it'll be four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with with just average HP at level four, I was at like forty something. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna roll. Uh, I rolled three for that one, so that's six plus three, which is nine. Why? So that would be something like I have a plus one to Constitution, so that'd be I'd have um, eleven HP at level two again mm-hmm. i rolled another three so that's a so that's 12 so i'd have 15 at level three uh, at level three and i rolled again i rolled a six nice roll which was going to put me to uh, put me to 18 right 12 plus six is 18 yes yep it's um which is going to put me at 20 uh which after everything is going to be at 22 hit points total. Fairly um, good for a D6 hit die. Yes, but I also I'm going to at uh, for my ability score improvement, I'm going to bump my constitution and my dexterity because those were both 13s. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of get those up to plus twos, uh, and then I'm that's going to put my Overall hit points at 26 HP, which all right, which is pretty good for level for having a mm-hmm. being a D6 class at level four, not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I think I'm I'm gonna just choose spells and um, I'll I'm gonna choose spells while you're going over your stuff and mm-hmm. uh, after after you go over your stuff I will I will inform you all the, the mm-hmm. five spells that I chose. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm not as familiar with D and D beyond. So um, I guess starting off going to level two. Um, so here, Gabe, is there just a level up button in D and D beyond? Yeah, so if you go to, so if you go to the class. All right. Uh, and, and then in the, in the top and in class. Yep. Yeah. In the top right. That. Yeah, type right, top right corner, drop down menu. You can choose whatever level you want. All right. Um, since Gabe already did rolling, I'm just gonna go ahead and just go to my. So start off by going to level, well, level two. My, I get to choose a fighting style of choice, and I have the options of defense, dueling, great weapon fighting, and protection. And since I guess I'm going for the most stereotypical paladin that I can, I am going with dueling so I can take that sword and board. Uh, also at second level, I get spell casting, but I don't have to worry too much about that because I prepare spells, I do not learn spells. So, yep, not something that I have to worry about or think about, but along with second level, I get divine smite, so... Screw learning spells. I'm just going to smack things really hard with a blade or a mace. At third level, my, 
I get divine health, so divine magic flows through me, making me immune to disease. Uh, great, we already talked about this stuff in the Paladin episode way back when. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun to have this when you're playing a plague campaign, uh, or if your players are in a plague campaign, uh, one of them is a Paladin. It could be a lot of fun to mess with them with this, because they might be immune to disease, but everyone else around them isn't. So... <laughs> Yep. Um, also at third level, I get the choice of my sacred oath. And one second, I... Yep. Okay. My, I get the choice of my sacred oath. So I get to choose my... Oh. Well, I have one option right now from D&D &D Beyond. It's making me go Oath of Devotion, but that's perfectly fine because that's the one I'm most familiar with. <laughs> um, oh, I'm good. You... I'm good. I'm glad you weren't mm -hmm. choosing something else because that yep. would have been a big roadblock. Mm -hmm. Yep, so Oath of Devotion uh, giving me Channel Divinity of Sacred Weapon uh, make, giving me the ability to have a magical weapon uh, adding some extra damage from my Charisma modifier and also turning also the ability to turn the Unholy with Channel Divinity so you know, I have the ability to try to turn creatures, let's see here, um, to try to turn fiends or undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet. So, yep. Uh, and also, I get oath spells starting to become available at level 3. My, at level 3, I get protection from good and evil and sanctuary. So, that's a lot to go over in a very short amount of time. But, there's more. But wait, there's more. Yep, there's always more. Um, it's here. So, yep. Uh, at level four, I get to do an ability score improvement. Um, so I can either do an ability score improvement or I can take a feat. And my, I might actually try to take a feat and never mind because i only have two options and i don't want to do either of those two options <laughs> i gotta get you i gotta um share all my stuff with you yeah oh well it's fine if i was gonna take a feed i was thinking about doing my uh, tavern brawler and upping my constitution modifier by one with it mm. so that i could bump up my hp even more and so i could have fun with a my uh, a paladin who can punch things, who can uh, just grab table legs and smash them over people's heads. Uh, sort of more chaotic paladin, but that's fine. Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw some uh, ability scores in, upping my constitution so I still get some extra HP, and upping my strength score so I can have some potential for better attacks in the future. So... Yeah, uh, moving on to level 5, uh, fairly simple, I get extra attack, it's extra attack. Moving on to level 6, which will be my final stop, uh, which will give me the Aura of Protection. Starting at level 6, friendly creatures within 10 feet of me that must make my saving throws gain a bonus to their saving throw equal to my constitution modifier. Uh, so, 
at the end of this, I have a level 6 Paladin with 52 HP, since I decided not to roll for any of them and just take the average all the way through. Um, I have my final ability scores of 17 Strength, 8 Dexterity, 14 Con, 10 Intelligence, 12 Wisdom, and 16 Charisma. Heck yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. How are you looking we, uh, on spells? I'm looking good. I'm ready to to um, to give my uh, closing statements, if you will. Of, uh, sure. What of what my guy can do? First off, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna give. The, I'm gonna use this handy dandy character generator or name generator. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pull mm -hmm. up here in a second. If my internet. Uh, yes, of course. We need to name our characters. Yes, that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm awful with names, so I just hit the button quick, and uh, mm -hmm. until I see one that I like. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm I usually like to name characters, but I'm bad at coming up with names on the fly. So. For this, for this time, I will also go with the name generator and just click it a couple times. Till finally, I get Jammy the Scary. Jammy the Scary. I really like yep. that. Uh, I wish I was getting funny ones. I'm getting very serious ones. Uh... Which is ironic because that's under the dragon name generator. So, uh, yeah, you know what you know what name invokes fear to everyone who they come across, Jammy. Jammy the scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with this one. Uh, it's Travelure. It's spelled it's basically the word traveler, but spelled T R A V A L U R. Ooh, fancy. Traveler. I feel like this guy is just super edgy. Just like, who are you? I'm just just a traveler. <laughs> it's like well, that's a weird name. And everyone just <laughs> everyone just hears his name wrong. Like he has a strong accent. Yeah, they just he just says he's a traveler, but everybody just thinks like, oh, that must be his name. Um, Traveler. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like this guy. Uh, um, I guess something that I kind of like to bring up when I'm naming characters. Uh, often I will try to think of, like, I like to either pick English words and just put them through Google Translate and find something that's interesting, and then maybe try to stick with, like, that zone, like that region's theme. Like, I'm actually introducing a new character into our campaign starting tomorrow, uh, who is Norwegian themed. Like, he has a Norwegian name. So I'm trying to play him as a very Nordic-based character. Like we've tried, well, I've tried Scottish characters in the past, going kind of horribly. Um, but definitely something to think about when you're creating a character. What do you want them to look like? What do you want them to sound like? What do you want them to act like? Uh, like if you find something that's really interesting, then just go all in for it you make people suffer your bad scottish accents all night because mm -hmm. 
when you're role playing and you just go all in it's when it becomes so much fun yes absolutely all right uh, i i usually i i don't have anything cool i just i just uh kind of look around on name generators pick a couple pick something that's like oh i need and i click around until i mm-hmm. see something i like mm-hmm. i'm just kind of i'm kind of lame like that um but anyways uh i'm gonna talk of, i'm gonna wrap this character up uh i've got basically this my stats are i've got a charisma of 14 wisdom of 9 intelligence of 10 constitution of 14 dexterity of 14 strength of 5 that's that five hurts looking at the sheet it's just like oh mm-hmm. minus three to this minus three to this my equipment i've been because I, I just went and did starting equipment like very fast um and i it is there is so much like i have to bit, like ditch so much stuff because i can't carry anything i i can only carry mm-hmm. 75 pounds <laughs> Mm-hmm. And your starting equipment is more than is like a hundred pounds, <laughs> so I'm just gotta. I just have like thrown out almost all my stuff, but it's like, oh, you're still over capacity. It makes a lot of sense for like where he comes from. It really does. Um, it's it's funny how that works out. Um, mm-hmm. anyways, so those are my stats. I'm not gonna go over every little detail on here. Um, but my spells are I, my cantrips uh, are chill touch is my combat cantrip if I get a uh, plus six to hit it does a d8 of necrotic damage um, I get dancing lights my friends mage hand message and minor illusion so very I, I'm very utility heavy very utility heavy sorcerer which is interesting to kind of build um, my first level spells are disguise self fairy fire. Um, ice knife and silent image. Got to get that ice knife in there. Shout mm-hmm. out to ice ice knife. <laughs> um. Uh, then my second level spells are are darkness, which I have through. I I technically, which is gonna be interesting. Once I once this character theoretically levels up to level five, there's three different ways I can cast darkness. I can cast it with sorcery points, spell slots. Or just my, through my racial trait, which is interesting. Um, hmm. Then I also took mirror image and web. Um, so I, the, my only damaging spells are chill touch and ice knife. Hmm. Which, All right. Uh, so I'm very like very illusiony, con- kind of control heavy, um, and I think I honestly, I think this sorcerer. Probably isn't the greatest right now, but I think would would really come in into uh, his own in like pr- probably like somewhere around sixth or seventh level starts getting higher level spells, which mm-hmm. I can more thematic and like spooky damaging spells that I can use. <laughs> That's really what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All um, right. Uh, thank you for all thank you everyone for coming along for the ride and dealing with our ramblings and creating two delightfully horrible characters yeah it was it was really fun i, I think mm-hmm. I, I hope i think it went well mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, I currently don't have my dice out, so I don't have a dice to roll tonight. Oh, Gabe, you have your dice. I do have my dice. It's it. Oh, how the tables have turned. All right, mm-hmm. so I am so rolling please a D eight. Roll me a dice. Roll me the dice. I, I'm the only one who can see anything, so you just have to trust me. I don't know uh, if okay, I can that's... do that, Gabe. Can I really trust you when it comes to rolling? Yeah, I well, I rolled a six, and that's Blood Hunter, so which we are, we just did. So mm-hmm. sorry, Mercer, again. we're not doing it again. Sorry, Mercer, I know you're okay. Just rolled another six. Matt Matthews screaming through the void, just like please do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I rolled a, f- but after two more sixes, I rolled a five, which is. The druid. Ooh. The We're nature boys. All nature on this. Nature boys. Nature. Very exciting. <sighs> I'm going to cross that list. And. All right. Well, Orion, tell, them, tell mm-hmm. the fans what they can do if they like the show. Yeah, if you like the show, then please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends. And. Uh, Gabe, you want to tell them about the social networking, uh, social media stuff, whatever that all is that you do? Yeah, that I try to do. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to find us on Twitter, we have uh, we're at at BNL Pod. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can just look up our, our page, uh, Basements and Lizards Podcast. Um, and if you just want to say hi and just email us or whatever, you can you can uh, uh, find us. At, oh geez, basements, basement, basement lizards lizard. at protonmail.com. <laughs> I was I was looking at it and it's I'm my eyes are kind of whack right now so I was like I can't quite read that. Um, uh, but yeah, fine. Bas- <laughs> basement lizards at protonmail.com. If you want to just email us. Uh, yeah, that's all. We'll see it. We'll see you next week for druids. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.